0: Hi, this message is for the Wheel Nerds, Todd and Chuck. We're going to file an injunction against you. It's going to be $2 million per infringement. You guys got three infringements. If I were you, I would take it off the internet immediately. Immediately! If you don't take it off the internet, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm promising you, I'm going to sue your asses. Hi, and welcome to Wheel
1: Nerds. This is episode 142. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles.
0: And once upon a time, on the side of a mountain next to a city, there lived a rabbit named Uncle Wiggly. Uh, one morning, Uncle Wiggly woke up and rolled over and saw that it was a beautiful day outside. Are you making this up? Uh, he woke up and he ate his little rabbit breakfast of huevos rancheros with three fried beans and green chilies why and set a, out to meet the day. Why would a rabbit eat huevos rancheros? Today, Uncle Wiggly was...
1: Rabbits... rabbits wait, was Uncle Wiggly... A,
0: are you asleep? <laughs> Do
1: I uh, can
0: I have your wallet? No, what's happening? Hi, hi. Good morning. G- hi, I'm not at home right now, am <laughs> I? You know, I can tell. Literally and figuratively. I had time to fall asleep.
1: <laughs> so, uh new baby going well?
0: Parts of it. Yeah. Other parts not so much. <laughs> Is it different? It's different. Yeah. The last one, the la- the the older one. You the know, first has one. to be coerced to go to sleep, okay, with an Uncle Wiggly story or something. Uncle Wiggly, yes, okay. yes. The 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 younger one, after I get the older one to sleep, usually after a little fight, um, I go downstairs and I'm exhausted, and then the younger one is like, "Well, it's about eight thirty. I think I'm going to cry hysterically for the next two and a half hours." Ready? Go! Ah! 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 Etc. So uh, I end up carrying him around and singing every song I know three times, uh-huh. um, trading off with my wife. It's, it's really, it's, it's uh, neat. Yeah. That doesn't make me want to have more kids. I can't imagine. No. Yeah. No, I me mean, neither. Fortunately, the problem's solved. You, the pro what? <laughs> no more kids from top.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No more kids yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you solved the problem and you just you just did this weird look on your face. I'm just picturing oh no. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing be
0: on the news. I'm picturing that in a couple years he he's gonna be older and like talking and I can just tell him to go to bed like I do his sister uh-huh. and fifteen minutes of arguing later he'll actually go to bed. Uh-huh. And what an improvement that will be. Oh my god. <laughs> My daughter's pretty easy bedwise. Well, fuck you. Um, yeah. So, you know.
1: The, but the only caveat with my daughter is we tend to go to bed at the same time. Mm. So when I say it's bedtime, it's bedtime for everybody. Ah,
0: yes, I can see that being a problem. And uh you know,
1: fortunately, I like sleep. Yeah, yeah.
0: My, my girlfriend complains. I got I got yelled at by my wife because I went in to put my daughter to bed, and I was laying on the floor waiting for her to fall asleep. You fell asleep. And I fell asleep for an hour. <laughs> and she was playing. And she was. She was she had started a
1: chemistry experiment.
0: No, no. My daughter was actually sleeping the whole time, too. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, downstairs, my wife was dealing with the screaming kid while I was sleeping. <laughs> I was sleeping blissfully on the floor upstairs. I'm not seeing the problem.
1: You, know, you took care of one kid. She took care of the other.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought it sounded fair. She didn't think it was very funny.
0: I. (laughs) I She didn't. She didn't. She wasn't that mad about it. She does the same thing. Well, I'm. You know, glad you're here. Yes, I'm glad to be here. I brought something for you to drink. What have we here? Root beer. It's root beer. Beer, beer. It's. Wait a second. Tastes like root beer, but there's a very faint hint of alcohol about it. Like six percent of it. Like six,
1: woo, six like percent of it. <laughs> I like where this is going. This is, uh, not your father's root
0: beer. This makes me want to get some ice cream and put it in it. it. I've done that. It's really good. I bet good. it's awesome. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> this is an I root beer float. Yeah. It'll get you tore up. Go on. At last. <laughs> <laughs> All of my dreams have come true.
1: <laughs> this is better than the ice cream bike. R- Ro from uh, Project Archivist put me onto this stuff. Oh, huh, cool. He's just, he was like going on and on and on about it. I was in Vegas when I heard about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, does anyone have this? Like, 12 hands shove them. <laughs> Why? Okay, then. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it is, uh, it's good stuff. It, it is, is good. Like, it's a pretty, you... it's a quite good root beer to begin with. Mm-hmm. And apparently it'll get
1: you tore up. It is a good root beer that can, uh, can do some stuff. Uh, now I want to stop the show and go get some ice cream.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It sounds <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I already had ice cream tonight. I have not. Not that that's ever stopped me before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll be sad. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you ever place by my house? Yeah. It's gone. Mm. Right? <laughs> I don't understand. They were always busy. Uh,
0: they never were when I was there. It was like one person standing in there just like oh, staring into space. Just weeknights, I guess. I usually yeah. just went on the weekends and they were pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the, the being open during the week was fun. <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: Too bad. I liked that oh, place. Oh, wow. I did too.
1: But fortunately, I've got this root beer. You've got root beer. <laughs> if only we had ice cream. Uh, I, I have some in the freezer. Yeah. Okay, everyone, yeah. we gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to real life this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss you. Ride safe and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> root
0: beer! Uh, so we took a couple weeks, two weeks off? Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple weeks yeah, off. So much, much has happened in the mm-hmm. interim. Mm-hmm. I went to that place I don't usually go. The, the shower? Oh no, what? no, the other place I don't usually go.
1: There's a lot.
0: Uh, in this case, Olive the Olive Garden. Oh. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> uh, should we just get in the classifieds? I think we need to start with the classifieds yeah, because yeah. some fine classifieds have been sent to us in our absence some quite a bit. Uh, some fine, fine Mini, meeny, miny, you. <clears throat> Full size handmade oh, wicker motorcycle. What? Can I confess something? Yeah. I hate wicker furniture. I hate the noise it makes. I hate the way it feels when you sit on it. This is such a unique piece, thank God. This is made by a Russian artist. It's got all the tackiness of wicker furniture. I think he ran out of wicker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's my dog in background, by the way. Yes. It's not my girlfriend. (laughs) That comes later. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow. that's.
0: I'm here to help. That's a thing. So this. No, no, you're supposed to say good burp after somebody does that, right? Isn't that the proceed? Oh, oh well, I, for- I get confused. I, f- I forget. You spent college in a fraternity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things are clearer now. <laughs> so this, this wicker bike, I swear he ran out of wicker. What makes you say that? Cause it looks like it's a three quarters bike. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's only a teeny little thing. He goes straight from the motor to the, Back wheel, I think. Well,
0: so, you know, in fairness, if you, if you can only make very large shapes with it, um.
1: Yeah, he goes straight from the motor to the fender.
0: He does, doesn't he? That is a bike that has been squashed. Mm-hmm. That is a bike that has run out of wicker. Mm-hmm. Why would you make this? I, well. He even put there the he was. Oh yeah, he's got, he's got a tremendous amount of detail to it. Like, if you're looking for a wicker bike, this is clearly the one you need. Um, <laughs> what's the audience for that? <laughs> I, uh, you know, let's be honest. It probably gets more miles on it than most Harleys. Doesn't leak oil. True. True. Doesn't use any gas. He needs to be at fucking motorcycle shows like Americade and shit. Mm-hmm. Roll up with that thing. He would sell it. He'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Just put a big right. skull, wicker skull. Although this, this, this one I believe is being sold by someone who bought it from someone else. Mm. This is not the original owner. This is someone who came home with it and said, Look, honey, look I what I got. I got. It. And now, and then closed. the look <laughs> became
1: no. How much you spend on that? Uh, um, surely not more than. Uh, well, I gotta go.
0: Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> So yeah, there it goes. Wicker motorcycle. If you want a Wicker motorcycle for your house to go with your tacky Wicker furniture, now you can have it. <laughs> That's, you know,
1: no, this is no. This is no? No. But this, this is yes. Triumph Rocket 3 Turbo, what the fuck, charged? Charged, yeah, baby, 2005, Rocket 3. Wow. Added the Turbo Charger around 2007. Three into one exhaust, all original hardware boxing included. Very powerful. The hell you say. <laughs> Heated hand grips. Because you'll be clutching them so tight. Fuel gauge. You can actually see, see it, it move. <laughs> Clock. So you know what year you end up in.
0: <laughs> My God. Never dropped, very comfortable, and you know I'm looking at it. And apart from the incredible amount of shenanigans he's got underneath the tail of it for the turbocharger, uh-huh. uh, it seems fairly well put together. I just, I, I, turbo, why a turbo? Because fast, right? Because this was a
1: problem before. Yeah, let's let's be honest, man. Let's let's just be upfront mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. We've ridden the
0: Rocket Three. Yeah, that's, that's true. a pokey son of a bitch. Well, you no, know, it's not entirely true. Once it gets going, you know, you can maintain speed okay with it. And, you know, I,
1: I did not get ripped off this bike when I when I broke the rear tire loose.
0: Yeah, you know, I suppose I suppose you're right. When I was bouncing off the rev limiter, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really feel like it was going to snap my neck. I I did not feel in danger of my life at all when I was riding the Rocket Three. Yeah, it needs a uh, it needs a turbocharger. You're right. Okay, no, this guy, this guy, this is the future. I mean, this this is where rockets are going. Any, any
1: Triumph cruiser needs a, Jen, you need to put a turbocharger on your (laughs) Thunderbird or whatever the fuck it is you got. (laughs) Let's go. Come on. It needs a turbocharger. And fence, fenders. But yeah. Oh, fucking A. Jen, if you had had a turbocharger on your bike, you You would have gone
0: through the fence. Fuck yeah. Would have been like there was no fence there ever. They would have been like, "What happened to our fence? What, what fence?" <laughs> <laughs> There'd be like a single flaming tire track, gen-shaped <laughs> hole where the fence used to be, like Wily e. Coyote, <laughs> right through it. it beautiful. So the thing the thing that occurs to me about this is like, so the Rocket Three is already like, powerful, like, mad, nutty, mm-hmm. <laughs> powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it really does start to kind of feel you pull off the seat, kind of powerful. What happens when the turbo lag happens on this? Is it just going to snap your neck on the spot from the whiplash of it? Hmm. Like, you need to wear, like, a collar.
1: Yeah, maybe, what, like, a neck brace sort of thing. <laughs> New back tire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> here's, here's how you have to get going on this. Oh, hang on. Just scream. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit not again.
1: <laughs> uh, well you could keep one you know tires on the side case. So mm-hmm. Nice size for that. Yep, they're good good one. <laughs> that is awesome. It, it is,
0: it is, yeah. It's simultaneously awesome and terrifying. I want to call this guy and ask him. What what was going through your head?
1: <laughs> I, I, I bet it boils down to like three, four dudes standing in the garage oh. all holding beers. You know. <laughs> I, you know, I just got rid of that turbocharger out of my car. I don't know what to do with that thing. Now slowly turn <laughs> to look at the rocket three. Hmm. You know, it's called a rocket, but. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. This is a grand idea. I love this, this is, bike. This is,
0: this is an idea whose time has come. I love this bike. That bike with I I, st- I wouldn't actually want that one, particularly one with a sidecar. But <laughs> <laughs> I get like get like four miles to the
1: gallery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we there? Nope, out of gas. Hang on, hang on. Click, 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 click. <laughs> 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 Half the sidecar is auxiliary fuel.
0: Tank. <laughs> it's the entire sidecar is an auxiliary fuel tank.
1: Kids just strapped to the top.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on. Something a little bit more manageable. Okay, how about how about a one twenty five Madass? <laughs> what reduced fifteen hundred? This is a this is a generic Chinese knockoff of a Trail ninety. For 1500 bucks? Yeah, want to downsize, need to feel the Austin wind in your hair, learning to be a badass, tired of paying for gas, but too lazy to ride a bike. Got the scooter envy. It's a German-engineered
1: motorcycle with a unique, minimalist design that mixes aggressive street fighter styling with classic and simple enduro-like qualities. In a nutshell, the Madass is a motorcycle in its purest form, commonly labeled or mistaken for a scooter. And while that isn't necessarily a horrible thing, it's not really fair to call the Madass anything other than a motorcycle, or a Trail Ninety knockoff, weighing in at two hundred and twenty pounds. I can bench that. It's good, yeah. It's nice to see a real
0: world object to compare it to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that, if you ever mm-hmm. need a, a Trail Ninety clone to, you know, bench, there it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give it to it's in nice condition, and I'm I, it's pretty. I was under the impression Madass was one of those various Chinese flyby nights, and maybe I'm wrong, but hmm.
1: I mean, I I, I don't know anything about the Madass. No. Um by saying it's a German engineer motorcycle, there might be a single German dude at the Chinese factory.
0: That is also true.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Desperately wrong. sending messages out to try mm-hmm. to go home. The exhaust of the bike is just sending out Morse code. Yeah, she's sending out the
0: Morse code of German for help. I don't understand why it doesn't. me home. <laughs> That's such a weird firing order. <laughs> Send beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I
1: don't bucks seems pricey to me, is that... I don't know. Well, it,
0: it's pricey if it's a Chinese clony thing. Um it it's and and the price also makes me suspicious in that regard. That it's, it's a German Yeah, German engineered. I I I'm suspicious.
1: Want to learn to ride a motorcycle, but don't want to jump
0: on something too big. Well, that at least is right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, listeners, if you know about the Madass, uh, write us. We're we're interested. I still, it, I, I'm calling this a Chinese thing until proven otherwise.
1: Yeah, let's see, one twenty-five, fifty-five miles an hour, it's eighty-five miles per gallon, one point two gallon tank. Eh, whatever. know. Mm. Yeah. How about this? Mm. Suzuki for sale. Need cash. ASAP. Ooh, ooh, ooh. could be a bargain. I have a 2003 Suzuki SV650 for sale. Mm. $2,700. It was black and blue, but now it's all black. Mm. The handle for the front brake is chipped. Mm. The handle has some rubber missing. Needs Mm -hmm. a tire. I took off the mirrors because I didn't need them. (laughs) (laughs) And the exhaust pipe is cut for a loud sound. Oh, God. Minor things to be done, but other than that, it's ready to go. I don't want to sell it, but I have enjoyed, and I am pretty sure the next person will, too. Ask for Snoop. (laughs) Well,
0: that's um, that's quite the thing. I took off the mirrors because I do not need them. Now, the funny thing is he's taken the time to put the lower cowling on it, which is an add-on for the SB650. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it makes it look more sport bikey. Yeah, more sport bikey and taken off the mirrors. Because mirrors fuck those. And sawed off the exhaust pipe. Uh-huh, cuz holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um
1: no. I wonder
0: I wonder how the front brake got chipped. I I didn't notice that at first
1: when he when I was just reading, you know, the mm-hmm. exhaust pipe is cut. I imagined someone just taking the muffler, maybe, you know, Boring it out or
0: something? Yeah. Yeah, no, he yeah, just no, cut it he the hell off. He just cut
1: it straight the hell off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he probably does have a louder sound.
0: Ask for Snoop. Snoop has made some bad decisions. Snoop Snoop has things to answer for. <laughs> does he still have the mirrors, I wonder? Because I don't need them. I don't. Why don't you need them? What? What possible. I'm trying to work out a world in which... Yo, English. man, I
1: don't need to see bitches I pass. Huh?
0: What about the ones passing you?
1: I, I don't understand the question.
0: It's an SB650. No one passes me. Maybe I'm Snoop. Maybe that's Snoop. How you, maybe that's how the chips happened. You can't pass me. What, doink, <laughs> doink? <laughs> i Starts sideswipe you, Clark. I <laughs> oh, <not> my mirror. <laughs> I just got in the way
1: anyway. Uh, wow, that's um. Mm-hmm. hmm Okay. Sure.
0: Does he have another add up for mirrors? I wonder. <laughs> Billy's got to sell his bike too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this isn't Billy. It's obviously Snoop. <laughs> his name. His real
1: name's William. <laughs>
0: yeah, I get that. I get that impression. Uh, Yo, this is Snoop.
1: Billy, who's on that phone? <laughs> Shut up, Mom!
0: <laughs> Snoop here.
1: <laughs> Billy, did you take out the trash? Shut up!
0: What can I do for you? Do you wanna, are you interested in the SV650? Your
1: socks are all crusty again. What have you been doing? Mom! Did you get rid of that damn bike it's, yet? It's
0: a really fast bike. I've
1: been getting rid of it. Check it out. <laughs> Have you watched a minivan? Shut up, Mom!
0: It's so fast, you won't need mirrors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, why?
0: Why, Snoop? Why? Poor Snoop Billy. <laughs> Here's another one that's a little questionable. Okay, a 2014 Yamaha fc 9 138 original miles. It's so a shame. Awesome. For a little under five grand. That's... Really cheap. Yeah, like, like brand new, they're like nine, aren't they? Like new condition. This is a showroom bike with no issues. 100% stock. Don't ask how it runs. It has 138 miles on it and everything reflects that. Uh, oh, bike a has a rebuilt title. Wait, wait. Because some idiot who shouldn't have bought this dropped it. What? I don't think that wouldn't cause the insurance company to buy it. Wrong. If those are your thoughts, then you don't know how the system works, and don't waste my time. Um, um, no. Title in hand with my name on it. No games. Uh, what, yeah, if it's, if, if.
1: Do you take cash? Questions, as opposed to what? Coupons? Yes, cash, only don't waste my time. This is the real.
0: What was rebuilt? Yes. Uh... The note of rebuild just to help the educated, means something has been repaired or replaced to bring to original condition. Okay, got it? No, that's not what it means. How much damage is there? None. Horseshit. What was replaced? Show you my repair costs when you get here. You won't be disappointed you showed up if you're a real buyer. What? Can I pay you in coupons? Did you bring your bicycle helmet? What? Yeah. So... Yeah, not a hustle, not a scam. You will buy it for the same reasons I did. Now, I'm pretty sure this is both a hustle and or a scam. (laughs) So the reason something gets a rebuilt title is because it is what we call, air quotes, totaled out. Yeah. Totaled out means the cost of fixing the bike is greater than the actual assessed value of the machine. Yeah. So don't tell me nothing's been broken on this because you're full of shit. If the insurance company would have had to spend $100 to fix it, they would have done that because that would have been inside the deductible and they give zero shits. Huh. <laughs> you don't get a rebuilt title by falling over. Yeah. I wonder what he did. I don't know.
1: It looks good.
0: Yeah. It now, looks s- pretty. Some of this, so there, there's a few things that don't hang true here. A, it looks good and looks pretty. Like, there's no weird dents or strange torqued front ends or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not just a dropped bike. No. (laughs) It's not just a dropped bike because it's rebuilt. I'm going with this one. This is come on out and see it so I can rob your ass. You think? I think so. Yeah? I think this is bring five grand out so that I can steal it. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, the listener who sent this to us, go check it out. Yeah. Take five grand. Let us know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how the system works and don't waste my time. No, I have a pretty solid idea about it. Insurance companies are very predictable in their behavior. Huh. What will cost us less? Buying the bike or (laughs) fixing the bike? Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck. (laughs) So apparently you should total out all your bikes. I can they do still that. have rebuilt titles because you
1: fell over. Yeah. I uh, Give me a couple minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, hunk. I'll just start. To, well, you I don't know. Title G- Totaling out the Euro might take some work. You'd need a sledgehammer. <laughs> Even then, and the inspector would be like, uh the assessor would be like, I don't see anything wrong with the bike.
0: Look closer. Sure. <laughs> Maybe if you just like opened the valve covers a little bit so all the oil would drain out of them. <laughs> Oh, mine did that. It didn't kill it. Uh, <laughs> not because I opened them, because it leaked. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what would get the URL total. <laughs> it seems like they're hard to kill. Nuclear war. <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, we well, we could always go to this bike.
0: Hey look, a Honda Trail ninety, which they looks know. nothing at all like a madass. No. CT it ninety parts bike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and the other madass's defense, it <laughs> had not been
0: on fire. This is true. Honda Trail 90 parts bike. Low mile bike that ran great before a house fire. (laughs) Lots of good parts, except for the ones that were on fire. $200. (laughs) Now, if this had been like my bike where the fire was in a different room and it got like, you know, like water and smoke damage. No, this was on fire. That would be one thing. This one was clearly (laughs) actually on fire. fire. This bike used to be red. (laughs) Yes. used to be red and the seat used to be not a charred husk. (laughs) Before the incident, this,
1: this bike. You think this bike was totaled out?
0: <laughs> I think this bike would be totaled out if you looked at it funny.
1: <laughs> uh, Two
0: hundred bucks. Wow, that's yeah. That's a I thing. Uh, you know the rack might be cool if your trail 90 doesn't have one. I guess. Yeah, that fire wouldn't hurt that, right? Oh no, yeah, you're probably okay with you that. You could salvage the. Um, but not the wheels. See, they, and, uh, probably not the, maybe stuff inside the motor, I don't know. The motor, maybe? I don't know what the Trail 90 runs for a drive, so maybe bits of that. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'd am i be a bit suspicious of buying parts from a bike that had been in a fire. Yeah, you could get the mirrors and put them on that SV. Yeah, but then you'd need new glass. Because <laughs> they were on fire.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, if I ever need a Trail 90 that's been on fire, I know where to go. Yes. Cause that's going to be around a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I don't see that one moving. That's special. Mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about cops. Again? More cops. Hello, officer. This time, this time the cops have a new vehicle in their disposal. Check out our <laughs> Facebook page for the police spider also be in the show notes.
1: Also in in the show show notes, notes, yep. Yep. Yeah. Police spider.
0: Yeah, the police spider. So they tout this thing. It's a spider, which is, you know, like sort of the touring spider set up like a cop bike. Yep. And they tout that it has the same low, you know, all the advantages of a motorcycle, but less of the dangers because it has a lower profile than a car, which by a good nine inches is strictly speaking true. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's, uh, it looks like it'd be a good movie bike. Yeah. It'd be... Kind of cool in the movie. Yeah, and I could see, I could see it. It's got that kind of swoopy sci-fi look to it.
0: Yeah, I fail to see what advantage it particularly has over a car. <laughs> yeah, I think they missed an opportunity with this bike. Oh, you,
1: you, you clearly could build some space to carry prisoners. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Make that side case or you know the frunk a little bit bigger.
0: Oh yeah, there you go.
1: Like a prisoner trunk. <laughs> yep, prisoner transport trunk. Hollow it out so
0: that you just sit the person there and handcuff them to the, the the front of the bike. So wait a second. Like, do you think? Do you think when they have these out there, they'll them. have to like they'll have to like put five bucks into the uh, into the party bucket every time the nanny light flashes? <laughs> well, according to your computer, you made the nanny light flash ten times. <laughs> it's gonna be fifty bucks. Get it in there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I can see why. Like, may, oh, oh! I just realized what it is. Insurance. Well, Chuck, it's like this. A lot of the riders out there, including cops, are getting older, and as they get older, they find they can't handle a two-wheeled vehicle to hold up <laughs> as easily. A spider gives them the same enjoyment and unsafety on a three-wheeled platform that they don't have to hold up. You know, you're laughing, but it's going to happen to you. I know. <laughs> Won't end with a spider, I can tell you that. <laughs> turbocharged rocket through the sidecar, maybe. <laughs> what about a turbocharged spider? Eh, it could be okay. I just don't like the dynamics of the spider. Mm. It's like too helpful. You know, I mean, it's dead easy to ride, which is great, but it it's like too helpful. Mm. It it feels like driving a car to me for the most part.
1: It 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 was very odd when it's I rode. Car-y.
0: Yeah, it was. It's cari. Yeah, it's kind of car-y. It's kind of odd. The nanny, the nanny but, is,
1: you know, our friend Claire looks at the euro and he says, Too car-y. Claire has no idea. He's de- Claire's never ridden a three wheeler. <laughs> Claire has no concept. He has no interest. He has no interest. <laughs> yeah. He he makes he makes that same face about the euro as he does about cars.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know,
1: to each his own. And he's perfect for the sidecar. He fits right in there. Oh yeah, he just
0: the space throwing a dog in there with him whatever he could flat foot it too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I don't understand yeah he needs that bike seems like a slam dunk to me so the police spider police spider I I'm, uh, I'm not buying it yeah I'm it's, not seems... I'm not seeing that there's a need
1: uh, I wonder if it's competitive price
0: wise <sighs> that I don't know I bet not no. spiders are spendy
1: yeah especially the higher end ones they're very spendy like because, well, you know, I can't imagine officers being like, yeah. Oh, boy. That. A spaceship. <laughs> Maybe they're the guys Thanks, that were boss. running victories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We should, we should call up Parker and, and get his take on it. Get this, his so, take on yeah. it. Would you, would you ride a three wheeled cop bike? What do you think of this? A what? Is this- <laughs> Practical? Is this serviceable? Is this something you know? Would this be useful? Do you see something out of this? I mean, the the, in the video that Texas cop is all over it.
0: Oh yeah, well Texas,
1: yeah. (laughs) Texas,
0: I think it's great, and you can't fall over, and it holds lots of things, and you uh, uh, can't fall over.
1: they needed to build a prisoner transport in there, just mm-hmm. right in the front. Put the, you can put the metal mask from Mad Max on mm-hmm. them. Yep. <laughs> you're going to jail again, Billy. Oh, damn it! Oh no!
0: Little, little pair of davits on the back to pick up a bike with. <laughs> Impound the bike. They wouldn't need cars at all. Whoa. Oh. Uh,
1: let's let's keep talking about cops. Okay. So there's this thing in the UK.
0: Oh, the polite vest—the polite vest—which looks nothing like a police vest, nothing at all like it. No, to the point where I, I think they're not legal.
1: Really? Yeah, I think there's there's actually a rule or some, some something that's against that you you can't wear this.
0: That wouldn't surprise me terribly.
1: No, because it looks exactly like something a cop would. Say. Yeah, it's
0: clearly it's you you have to it's be a, a total yellow. raging moron not to figure out that. Uh,
1: Yellow reflective vest with the big word "polite,"
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which looks nothing at all. In the exact same font. (laughs) The exact same. Yeah, and then it like they try to throw it off by saying, "Look, notice, think, bike." It's just a message. Yeah. No, it's not.
0: (laughs) No, you're full of crap. That's completely pretending to be a cop by
1: you. You just you just assume it's a cop.
0: But I bet people, you know, pay attention to it.
1: I I'm sure they do. I, I you know, it, I don't think it had the same effect here. Sure. No, I but don't think so. There I I can't imagine it not having. And the reason I saw this, mm-hmm. is uh someone sent me a video, a video of a of a motorcyclist following someone with
0: one of these and just just giving him the business. Railing about it,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know. I mean that's kind of, I, I
0: can see why someone would do it. I, I can see why on the one hand they'd be like, well, I'll be seen. On the other hand, I can see also why Harker would be pulling them over. Yeah. <laughs> citing them generously. <laughs> <laughs> and one of these, and one of these, and one of these, and one of those. Personating an officer. hmm. Let's just stand here and talk politely while we wait for a motor unit to come. <laughs> See if he had the spider, you just throw him in the tra- prisoner <laughs> transport. That's fair. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I that just now. Nah. I I there's things like like wearing the white helmet and doing things that make you vaguely you know cop shaped to a casual looker is one thing. That's wearing really something cop-shaped. which is blatantly made to make you look like a cop. That's yeah. complete. That's complete nonsense. That's not good. What about wearing something <laughs> that makes me look like a Fonz though? That does not Would I make get in you, trouble for that, do think? The, that does not make you look like the Fonz. That seems to work for you.
1: And It's not a Fonzie jacket. It's totally a Fonzie jacket. Did, so... You did not grow up watching Happy Days. Hey! You did not grow up watching Happy Days. Uh-huh, whatever. I've, I've got the Fonzie jacket in my closet. Oh, different Fonzie jacket. Okay. I can bust that shit out. So, yeah,
0: we got a jacket. We have a jacket to review from mm-hmm.
1: the nice folks at Motorcycle House. Yeah, so
0: this is a uh, leather jacket. This is... From what's Pakistan. This? Yeah, this is fairly typical of the Pakistani. Cattle leather, yep. Pa- cattle leather jackets. Mm-hmm. This is a
1: v- very, very typical of what I would expect from a, a Pakistani manufacturer.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, what? What's the What's the name of this one? This is the Viking. So yeah, so this is the Viking Cycle ski jacket. Ski- Skied Jacket. Skied leather jacket for men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a shit ton of pockets. God, does it have pockets, man? Thousands of. Pockets everywhere, some that we can't even find. Yeah, it claims
1: it can hold a, uh, a tablet in one of the pockets. Wow, that's oddly specific. Ta- well, yeah, a 10-inch tablet pocket. Eyeglass pocket, MP, you know media player pocket, earphone pocket, travel document pocket. This thing is pocket, loaded pocket, with
0: pockets. Pocket for pockets. I could
1: not find the secret hidden pocket in the waste it's thingy. It's so secret. Could not find it. it.
0: But, uh, I mean, quality-wise body wise I would say this is yeah. This is this is typical of your your Pakistani-made leather jackets. The leather is thicker than fashion leather, mm-hmm. um, and there's double layers in places like the shoulders and stuff, which is nice. Yep, there's um, uh, the
1: the typical kind of foam armor you you yeah, would expect. your in the basic shoulder. cheap foam
0: armor, and this thing yep. retails for what like a hundred bucks or something. Hundred bucks, yep. yeah. So, so it's pretty it's cheap. It's what I would expect. Yeah, but you know, like the uh, hardware seems okay. Then the thing that the thing that always bothers me about these is a the leather is. I mean, this is certainly better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. Compared to a fashion leather jacket, mm-hmm. the world's better. Sure. You know, if you're, if you're like a weekend cruiser rider, you could do worse. Um, but the thing that bothers me about these is the stitching. The stitching on almost everything is a single stitch. Yeah. So I if was, that stitch is what hits the ground and grinds out, you're going to blow a seam. I was comparing this earlier to
1: uh, my shift jacket downstairs, mm-hmm. which is also a single stitch. Yeah. But, um, the thread and, and the stitch itself are both a little bit
0: thicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Well, and if you take a look at, like, say, a suit, which is also made in Pakistan, in yeah. fairness, a um, whole different level of, you know, yes. reinforcement and stitching and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, t- price point-wise, and, you know, you got to give it up for the look for this thing. It looks pretty badass. Yeah, I would wear this
1: jacket off the bike. Yeah. I have it, wore this jacket off the bike. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that I don't like this kind of color, the this, the collar, the Mandarin collar. Yeah. That's just a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, it digs into my under my neck, mm-hmm. my fatty mm-hmm. your foreheads. second chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, I've been wearing it with the Ural, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's been pretty good.
0: Yeah, and it seems to fit you pretty well. When I tried it on, it did not go that well.
1: No, it didn't for s- some um, reason.
0: Well, despite being an XL, if you have a, a what is typically of American XLs a 46 to 48 inch chest. Yeah. Um, you put this thing on and the arms go up to like halfway to my wrist. Your yeah. You look yeah, pretty funny on it. I look pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so but
1: it fits me pretty well.
0: Yeah. No. I don't know.
1: Like, I think I'm a 44.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So you know, sizing is probably a little tricky. If you have big monkey arms or are big around the middle like I am, it might not be the best. Choice according but to the website, this is buffalo leather, buffalo hide leather, huh? Mm, yeah, so. and true buffalo, not bison. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's a pretty decent jacket, and it's a pretty serviceable jacket. It's for it's um, cruiser riding and whatnot. Yeah, I wouldn't tour in it, but if I wanted something that looked nice around the city, I might do it. Yeah, I wouldn't tour in it, I would bar hop in it. Yeah, it's definitely kind of aimed at that crew with a look and stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be I could great see, for that. I could see, I could see the hipsters eating this one up too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, take the armor out of it, and you can just wear it as a jacket. Yeah, normal totally. jacket.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Thanks to the people at uh, Viking
0: Motorcycle House. If you do get one of these, I would say probably upgrade the armor. Yeah, I would put it, the, that D thirty stuff. It's in okay it. foam armor, but you can get a lot better armor. And it looks like the pockets are all it's all removable, so yeah. that's not an issue. You can swap out something fancy. Yeah, I would. Yeah, pretty I'll much in.
1: my go to armor upgrade these days is that D thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's great stuff. Okay, yeah. Bella, thanks for. Can you hold this for us? Okay, you just hold that dog. There you go. Yeah, good. Hey, Give me your dog. Looks cool in that thing. She does look really cool She's in that. Thing. Kind of badass. She does. She also looks puzzled.
0: Yes, definitely uh, puzzled. I'm weird. getting
1: puzzled. So we'll throw the link up for this jacket. It looks like it's currently out of stock, but
0: mm, you know, it looks cool. It's it cool has jacket. All the pockets, so. so go yeah. figure. So you know, hey, it's. it's If you're, if you're looking for a leather jacket that has good looks and isn't necessarily terribly expensive, you could do worse. I was pleasantly surprised by this jacket. Hmm. Yeah, I was fully expecting something that was, you know, like, like bottom shelf kind of stuff. Yeah, no, this this is, is, this is servicing. It ain't, this is good. It ain't high end. This is not buying arrow stitch, buying pays, buying, you know, Revit, but for a decent leather jacket, this is pretty darn, pretty darn good. Uh huh. Hello, Bella. Bella approves. Bella approves of this. It is dog approved.
1: Dog approved all righty so you did something kind of cool i did something cool i went to the track i never go to the track you went to the track hey thanks for the invite for
0: that yeah yeah you're welcome Dick. <laughs> well i didn't i didn't realize i was going to get to go but dale crashed his bike at the track and uh, so there was an open slot that was his okay he said so uh want to go to this thing at first, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I how I feel about the. I, I'm you know a little risk averse right now with the with the new Two kid. kids. Yeah, go yeah, figure. Yeah. Um, and Dale had just crashed. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he he said you know he said this is a skills day. So it's uh ridiculous is the name of the school. We're gonna try to get on the show. ridiculous What? Yeah. ridiculous That's awesome. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Um. But so they're actually they're actually a local crew here in Utah. So they work largely out of Miller, and they've got some pretty big the, names. What was their We're name again? America. Ridiculous, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. He got it. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad we could. Glad we're <laughs> going through. So they, they started this thing. They're doing a skills day. Um, so as opposed to their usual, they do like private lessons that kind of thing. Okay. Um, they do a skills day, which is a lot more affordable, and it's you know ride what you brung. Is it um, so it's track skills is what they're teaching. Yeah. So they're, they're teaching mostly track skills, which, you know, I hadn't done a lot of, like, I, I've never actually had any focused, like, like instruction on trail braking. I do it sometimes just on sheer instinct. Yeah. Like I do a lot of motorcycle things. Yeah. Um, but I never had, you know, somebody coaching me through doing it right and doing it well. Okay. Um, so it's kind of cool. A, a, it's cool just to get out there in the track because you can just rip it. I mean, in fairness, I don't think I got the bike above third gear except the one time on the front straight. Okay. Um, just because the Strom, the Strom on a track, generally speaking, you can put in second or third and ride it like it's an automatic. Because second gear goes everywhere from like 20 to 85, just okay. fine. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I spent most of my time. Um, but. Uh, Yeah. It was was, was cool getting out there. And then the other cool thing was just learning this different set of skills. Now I will say straight out, I'm not totally convinced about the idea of the track skills on the street. And I've been chewing over this for days. Like, okay. So in what way? Well, okay. So basic, basic, what you're trying to do with the track. So the fastest way around the track, this is from Ken Hill. I think his name was, he's Ken something, but he's a big name in motorcycle training and stuff, you know, trains a lot of high end racers. He is the fastest way around a track is to be WFO with your throttle as often as possible. That's your goal. Okay. That will get you around the track the fastest. And so the path you take and everything else is in service to that. Okay, You're going as fast as you can, as often as you can. Um, on a Rocket 3
1: turbocharger.
0: Right, right. I would not want to take a Rocket 3 uh, at high speed around that. There'd be a lot of metal parts left behind. <laughs> a lot of parts of you left behind. <laughs> um, although, although it wouldn't have been a pro- as big a problem with the speed triple. So there's a lady on a speed triple and I was Ooh, catching her in the corners uh-huh. and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then we get to a straight and she'd be like, eh, bye. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but, but. oh, I brought tea. And I'm, 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 I'm wailing on it, and I'm, you know, I, I, you can't really row the gearbox too much effect on the Strom at that point, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's still just like,
1: Wee <laughs> But anyway, go back. So, sorry, yeah.
0: Um. So, the technique's very different. So, like, the, the slow down to go into a corner thing that you typically hear on the street, you hear it at MSF beginner courses, and we give this sort of, like, vague nod to, like, there's this thing called trail breaking. Uh-huh. When you're new, don't try it because it is hard, uh-huh. and if you do it wrong, you'll splatter yourself. Sure. Um. And it turns out not for the reasons I originally thought by the way. Um, but so the basic notion is you're going as fast as you freaking can. And as late as you can, you are riding the brakes into the apex of the turn until, and basically you, they, they, you using the brakes to push the bike around until you get it pointed in such a way that you can start to give up lean angle and get on the gas again. Okay. So that's the basic technique around a track. That's what you're always trying to do. And so your lines and your everything else um, sure. represents that. Okay. Yeah. So you know, barreling, 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 back out again. Uh-huh. Um, that is the way to get around fastest. Which, on a whole, on the street, is not really what you want to do. You know, like you don't want to be constantly accelerating in the streets. So there's, there's some. I was having a really hard time reconciling that. Okay. And do you bring that up? Hmm. No, at the time I was just trying to, like, get the technique there. Okay. You know, I was okay. just, I was really hyper-focused on just being able to do stuff right, which, you know, mm-hmm. I did okay, actually. Um, so, some interesting things about it was with the braking. So, the reason it turns out most people low-sided when they're trail braking in is not because of the initial in. So, when you initially get on the brakes, your weight goes forward. Sure. So, you've got more traction on the front wheel. So, it's actually very hard unless you just, like, are a total ham-handed hat yeah. and just grab a handful. To low side it that way. On the other hand, what happens is when you come off the brakes, it unloads the front and the front pops up. Well, if the front pops up, as opposed to just comes up in a controlled manner, mm-hmm. that takes weight off the front wheel, at which point you lose traction on the front wheel mm. and things can get ugly if you're leaned way over. Yeah, so That's actually high. the most common low side apparently that happens. Okay. Um, doing the trail braking, which is a big surprise to me and it was one of those things, they really focused on the, the first 5% and the last 5% were their thing with the braking. Okay. And you don't realize that you're sort of like bumpy on your inputs until they start getting you to focus on this and as soon as you're aware of it it's like oh oh okay yeah. and then if you're on the strom it's 10 times as bad because your front end pogos i <laughs> mean they're like so not so smooth yes i know
1: yeah I, I had always assumed you know someone low sides because they just get on their rear brake too much lock that wheel now the front
0: side is actually what causes the low side oh the front yeah you can walk your rear around a corner and still come up just fine You've never done that, like running over like something on the street, and your rear end just walks itself out at foot. Well, I have, but I just assume like someone does, you know, they get on the rear brake, and so, they don't know what they're doing, and they just so get that on would be a high stay side. Stay on it too is the other thing. So if the rear just walks out a little, yeah. it comes back, and you're not way leaned over and going real fast, then it just grabs back on and you go. Yeah. If it grabs back on and you're way leaned over and you're going fast and it grabs hard, that's when it stands up and you high side. See, I assume just
1: when i when i think of low sights this is just my this mm-hmm. is what i thought yeah if someone gets on their
0: rear brake so much that they just and it
1: goes out but they don't let go they just
0: keep going you could and, probably yeah. do it that way too but you can ride around in a circle with your rear wheel basically locked uh-huh. as long as you've got momentum yeah but i mean if a newbie's doing that yeah no then, they're not going to do that. exactly a newbie's not going to have and you know they were they were like Really focus on the front brake, front brake, front brake, front brake. Uh-huh. And I, I have the hardest thing for me to do is to not use both. Like it's so automatic and ingrained that I'm, you know, I'm coming in trail braking with both brakes. So then I actually have to come to a stop pretty fast because I was coming. There's one corner and they came around. And they're like, okay, next time we want you to accelerate out of the corner. I don't just half ass it. Uh-huh. So I come around, you know, I go into the corner. I come through the corner about 60 miles an hour and then wail on it. And then 200 feet later, I have to stop the freaking bike. (laughs) So I get on the brakes pretty hard, and the rear just goes... Big, like, Arnold, smoky stop. Yeah, yeah. They're like, so, remember the front brake thing? Yeah, use that. (laughs) Sorry, guys. So, I mean, what were they having you do in the exercise? Not use the front brake? No, so the exercise was about using the front brake to do good trail braking technique and get smooth on and off. So that you still have control. So Now... If you really want to find out how not smooth and how slow you are, you ride on the back of a GP guy's bike. So they had this guy Shane there. Uh Shane was going at what I am told is a moderate speed for Shane. I peed a little. (laughs) So I climb on the back of this dude's bike, and it's got like this grab handle. And I'm pretty sure the grab handle actually started as a smooth handle, but now it has finger marks like ground into it from people gripping onto it. It was like a tricycle. He handle? proceeds, uh sort of. it's has like a loop handle, like that sits on top of his tank, where his gas filler cap is. Oh, okay. So the, the passenger can hold on to that. You, instead of hugging him. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, this is a standard thing for two-up racing equipment. Okay. Um, There's So I get on racing? the thing. Yeah. So I get on the thing, and I'm like, okay, so you know, and he gives me the spiel, and I'm like, yeah, I actually know the spiel for riding on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he gives me the spiel and he proceeds to take off at about triple the acceleration I was expecting. So I'm just like, first three seconds, I'm like, I don't think I like this anymore. <laughs> oh God. So, you know, it was, it was a spot where I'd been upping my speed and, you know, hitting 90, 95. This guy just goes right through 100 and out the fucking other side. Of it. All right. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, is when you listen to the bike, He's rowing the gearbox. He's on like every, every corner we're going into. He's on the brakes like pretty freaking hard. You know, the engines, he's matching gears back out of every one. The feeling on the bike is a hundred percent smooth. Like there's almost no wiggle or jiggle or bounce to anything. You're yeah, just he hearing does, it. You're just hearing it. And the ride is like deadly smooth. So, you know, by, by the halfway through the first thing, you're like, all right, this is, this is a little scary, but wow, man, it's wow. amazing. And, you know, and did you, Claire and other people are out there and you're going by them like they're standing still, you're going by them. Like they're going backwards, just by them. It's unbelievable. So, you know, it was like, it was like, okay, so that, that is that high speed track bike skill at like a high level. Uh-huh. And it really, it's, it's eye opening to like, okay, my control inputs are not at all smooth. At all. And I thought mine were pretty smooth because I'm pretty good with a passenger, but I'm not at all smooth. I can't, I can't ah. row through the gears while breaking through a corner and do so a hundred percent smoothly, uh-huh. you know, without upsetting the apple cart. Like, uh-huh. no, it's <laughs> just no freaking way. <laughs> so does that change your opinion about track? You know, the interesting thing about it is it didn't really change my opinion about whether I want to go to the track or not. Uh huh. Cause the, the thing about it is, is, you know, that and then watching a lot of these track guys, there you know they go by us like we're standing still too um you know the four of us who are like there's there's four or five street riders all of whom are uh and one friend so six total street rider types okay um you know all in like whatever street riding gear yeah um all these super tracky people just whipping by us left and right yeah um but like there's a huge risk acceptance that they take you know, like They are pushing. I mean, if you want to go fast at the track guy's speed, and I tried to keep up with one or two of them through corners, mm-hmm. you're barreling into the corner at an insane rate of speed. You're just dropping anchor every time and then wailing on it again as you go out. Sure. And there's this incredible focus to the technique, and there's this incredible, like, I don't know how to put it. It's like a refinement of it. Sure. So they have the, these, these, these certain tricks they have, and they refine the shit out of these tricks. Right, because they're competing at such a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's. They're so specialized to being a track rider. And I think that's part of what was what was felt off to me about it. Like, that level of skill makes them highly specialized to that environment. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff they're doing, you, I, never in a thousand years would I do on the road. Sure. And neither would they. Yeah. You know, I mean, so exactly. many of the track Most of them riders, just
1: don't. Yeah. Most of the track riders we talk to, they don't want to be on the street.
0: Yeah. They, they're totally. like, no, I don't no, want no. to
1: take that risk. It's crazy out there? <laughs> I mean, you you say you know risk acceptance, and that just you know, triggered out of my head because every track rider we talked to is like, it's far safer here. <laughs> yeah, which
0: which you know I suppose could be true. I mean, yeah, they have
1: a controlled service; they yeah, have, they yeah. known traffic.
0: Yeah, yeah, plenty of run out. On well, the other the other thing I saw them doing the first time I went around, I was like going at you know a moderate speed to sort of get orientated. Yeah, I was still going faster than some of them. I was like, that's weird expect these guys to be like, you know, just going for broke. Where they just well, they up. all went around slow for two laps to figure out where the corners were. Mm-hmm. And then what they started doing is just blowing me away mm-hmm. because they figured out where the corners were. So they were, they were like feeling out the track. They the were feeling couple. out the track and they were sort of... And so they, they, it, it it feels like they're playing kind of like an optimization game almost. Well, yeah. You well, know, they're, they're, they're optimizing. So they've got their, their basic techniques and they've got... Basic techniques applied as perfectly as they can manage. Sure. And then optimized for a particular track. Yeah. Which, you know, like, and, t- and the trouble is, in terms of riding, that's just not an appealing place for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a for the experience rider. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the super optimizing my riding in some ways, not, I don't get a kick out of it. It's useful. You know, hence why I go to the track, because it is really useful to push yourself and do something different. Like, I don't feel that urge. Let's talk about this, then.
1: Because you say, you know, I ride because I want to do the experience. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. How much riding have we done this year? Not a shitload. Like, commuting? Yeah, pretty much. Does that change a perception? If if you're, like, looking at every day saying, you know what? I ride six miles every single day what if I went to their track like once or twice a month?
0: No, it's still the risk acceptance factor. I, I don't, I, I'm what's the risk acceptance factor to you there. Um, cause like I said, a lot of people will argue that the track is safer. Um, I think the risk acceptance is pushing things to a speed where crashing does happen, mm-hmm. you know, and is expected to happen, I guess is what it is. And you know, there's even some argument about that at the track. Like you don't need to be crashing all the time. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's the pushing yourself like that. And then the doing it around other people who are pushing their limits, cars are stupid and cars will try to kill you and they'll try to do it every single day, but they do it because they're just dumb. Mm -hmm. Like they're just oblivious. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, 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 they're obstacles for all intents and purposes. Okay. Um, this feels different. There's this, there's this weird I don't know. I guess I I worry about like the sort of the machismo thing, the the compet the competitive thing, you know, mm-hmm. the get by the other guy thing. And I I don't know how prevalent that is, but there's I don't know, like the, the way the way it felt still felt like a little bit of that this ego driven sort of thing. And okay, I guess that's I natural mean, to is, competitive sports. It is a competitive sport, when therefore it's naturally a little ego driven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I something about that just doesn't doesn't appeal to me okay um, it feels off and wrong and a little dangerous to me because i kind of wonder if
1: you know for some people if their entry into track is they don't get to ride
0: mm-hmm. the
1: way they would want to so the track is sort of that riding experience super focused super condensed yeah
0: like it's like a distilled right yeah
1: because like uh, you know
0: you're just you're
1: just slicing it by you know tenths and fifths yeah. and
0: yeah. It's all yeah, about just taking
1: your basic technique and just.
0: Well, what is it? What is it? They said riding, riding fast. I'm trying. I'm mash mangling it. But the, the extremely cool thing I took away that they said was riding fast is just basic technique applied perfectly under stressful situations. Right.
1: And, you know, you look at any kind of racing, cars, motorcycles, even mm-hmm. like maybe bicycles, the machines are essentially the same. Yeah. You know, they're, they're grouped by a class. They, like, especially if NASCAR, they're built to fucking specs. Yeah, right. The drivers, they're all going to be high class, really good, really skilled. Mm-hmm. Their, their skill differences are going to be really slight things. And it's just, where's the difference coming then? It's just mm-hmm. going to be perfecting your basic. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, a high, when I was wrestling, it was always about just, perfecting the basics. Be able to make the basic moves happen better than the other guy. Right. Cause that's, what's going to separate you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I could see the pursuit of doing that on a track.
0: Yeah. And that, that seems to be what drives a lot of those guys. And that's just not a, that's not ringing. That it's not a carrot for you. me. It doesn't ring the bell. Mm-hmm. Now ask me if I want to, do you want to go see a cool place from the back of a bike where you can see everything and you're out in the open? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That rings my bell. And, you know, I can get by because I'm doing the dad thing, right? Now. I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. But, yeah. yeah, that still, if you asked me what I wanted to go do with the bike, my wife actually asked me because, you know, I was having a similar conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And she said, so if you had to give up one, the bike or the travel, which would you give up? And I was, like, waffling, of course, for a while. And I finally said, you know, I think I'd give up the bike. Like, the bike is a great way to go get the travel thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But it's the going places that's really the the the, the carrot for me.
1: So, you're going to get a trailer?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's the going places and being in the places is really what it is.
1: But you got kids now.
0: Yeah, I know I got kids now, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go places and be in the places with the kids.
1: You get a flat um, screen, t- slide t- slide screen TV in some of the trailers. It, 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 it
0: <laughs> I go places because I want to be there, not because I want to be in my in a little roaming trailer.
1: I don't know if you can hear this, but my dog is licking the
0: hell out of this jacket. It is definitely. Definitely, Bella. Approved. She loves that. You are gonna love wearing this to work tomorrow. Yeah, you'd be like, "Why am I sort of soggy feeling?" It's <laughs> odd. It smells like dog breath. That's, that's funny.
1: Like I don't even know what that smells like anymore. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a it was a cool experience. It was great technique, and I, I actually did finally figure out where. So. The really big takeaway for me, apart from like be smoother on everything, because holy shit, what a difference it makes. Um, That's sort of your takeaway from every kind of class you go to. Go figure. Writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could be smoother on your inputs, you would be better. Oh, yeah. You really know. Yeah. Well, you know, now I've seen the extreme end of that. Um, but uh, the the thing I realize is the thing I did get from this that I can absolutely take away is a different cornering technique. Okay. And it's not as applicable on the street. You know, I was like, I was looking for opportunities, you know, as I was going back and forth, I'm like, where can I use some trail breaking in this? And first of all, you really do use it when you're hauling butt. Um, How about when we're like in East Canyon or something? Totally. Okay. So here's the place I figured out that it could actually be useful. Cause I was trying to figure out where it would be a better option than slow in fast out on the road. Okay. Cause slow and fast out gives you lots of time to make a plan and figure it out and get through the thing. Yeah. Well, the place it would be useful is if you, is when you start having places like East Canyon where a couple of tight turns are linked together. Cause you can slow in and speed up through the first turn. The second turn, you don't have that option unless you just like drop anchor for a second and then dive in. Um, much more stable would be to slow down fast in the first one, trail break to the apex of the second one, then point it and blow. Um, having the two and figuring out it. So I'm at this point of figuring out how to, How, which situations should I apply each one in and having that increase in my toolbox seems very useful. Okay. You know, I'm thinking of like the other side of Red Mountain Pass in Durango, which freaks me the hell out because there's a bunch of really tight turns with, you know, fall to your death cliffs. Yeah. 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 Um, you're pointing straight downhill and don't have a lot of opportunity to decelerate. Right. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, if I can drill break my way through some of those, um, this is suddenly not a big deal anymore. Uh I'm going downhill, whatever. Yeah. You know. I'll I'll break it to the apex and point out. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So we, will, I've got their cards. We'll see if we can get them on the on the show at some point.
1: Cool. Maybe they can cut with some classes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since one of us didn't get to go. Oh, thanks. Maybe. For the invite. Maybe they'll just let you ride one ride around on the back of Shane's bike. I'd be okay with that. Trying to pee on the seat. <laughs> Would anyone notice? Not at this point. <laughs> That's pretty well soaked.
1: <laughs> so I got to ask our listeners for a special favor. Ooh. I know there's a fucking SX for sale in Salt Lake. You don't need to keep telling me.
0: Wait, is there an SX for sale in Salt Lake? Fuck
1: you. It's in Bountiful. Wow. You should buy that. You think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Let me write it. Yeah. I know it's there, guys. Thanks.
0: That's really close. It is. You could go buy that, like. Tomorrow. Now. Like tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. You know, EBR's back in business. You get parts again. I,
1: I, yeah. I know. I know. It's right there.
0: Uh, everyone's, mm-hmm. I've got it. Like right there, right there. I've got it. I mean, like right, right over there. I know. Not even like much effort to go look at it. Uh huh. And got if you it. showed up on the URL, the guy would probably be like really cool about letting you ride around and whatever. I, uh, I got it. Got that.
1: Yeah. It's, they'll be check marked. It's right. I know where it is. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. it. Got don't, it in GPS. Don't need to mm-hmm. keep telling me. Okay. Cause it is, don't you know, need,
0: light. I'm good. Right there. I'll kill you. Right there. I will kill you. You know, it's close to Jen's house. I, oh, she sold that house. Um, I will just, they will, we never, could have her go check it out. They
1: will never find where I put your body.
0: Okay. <laughs> just saying. We could send
1: somebody to see if it's okay. You know, I, I have a feeling from some of the letters I've gotten. People have already gone to look. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know we would like this? Yeah, yeah, funny. That hey, Chuck, I got it. Yeah, I know, I know it's there. So an SX, it's an SX, right there. Yeah, for like eleven. 11- Bountiful. Don't need to know anymore. Thanks, guys. It's, Thanks. Okay. And and apparently in Georgia, there's seven of them for sale. If if I were to make it out there. Oh, cool. Thomas was kind enough to write in. Oh, that's good. That there's seven of them there. So yeah, you know, I I got it. You know, fuck you. Hmm. I know. Mm.
0: so you got it you got a better email jake writes what's up wheel nerds what's up i've been listening to your show for a few years now and love it that that's not in vogue anymore no no, it was was really funny the older closer your daughter gets to teenage the lamer you get it's It's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) my family and i are going to orlando to see the mouse this october it so happens our disney trip is going to overlap with aim what a coincidence certainly not arranged in there. I remember hearing last year James and Chuck went to the show. Are either the Wheel Nerds going to be there? Yes. If so, want to hang out? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I could provide some (laughs) color commentary along the way. Well, okay. Perhaps we could put on skinny jeans and hang out by the espresso machine at the Ducati booth whilst waxing poetically about how much more awesome retro bikes were before they were retro. They did have an espresso machine. Maybe we could make fun of James's beard together. That sounds a little too romantic. At which point the beard would kill you and bury you in the (laughs) desert. The beard is not to be (laughs) trifled with. Now it's time for a little background on me. I'm a 34 dude with a penchant for smart assery motorcycles and technology. Oh, well... So, target market. Yeah. Earlier this year, I became an MSF rider coach for the new 2015 curriculum in South Carolina. Congratulations. A state where wearing helmets and using turn signals is illegal.
1: (laughs) So, what's
0: that curriculum? (laughs) In my neck of the woods, known as the Redneck Riviera of Myrtle Beach, if you tell someone you bought a bike here, there's a 100% chance of them asking you which Harley you got. Please
1: email me back about AIM. I think it would be a lot of fun to meet you guys. Well, before we start, uh, Jake... You didn't tell us what kind of Harley you got, so you know. Still, yeah. what is that? I'm I'm thinking a Couch Glide, mm. what, Screaming mm.
0: Eagles. No, I'm going. I'm going the uh, the the Dyna Wide. Uh, Want to feel cool and choppery? Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> a maybe a uh, what's that? Be a rebel like all your friends. B R S C. I don't know. Night so Rod. Relevant.
1: I. I it's, they all sound vaguely homoerotic to
0: me. I know. FHT B-B-Q, LOL, screaming, Eagle screaming eagle beaver. Mhm. Mongoose sloth. Mm. Skull
1: edition. Mhm. Extra skulls. It's not homoerotic at all. No. no. So yes, I will be at aim. Chuck. Yay! Chuck is going to aim. I will be there. Um, through Sunday. I think I fly out first thing Sunday morning. And I will be changing diapers. You'll be changing diapers. My girlfriend is going. She will be also visiting the mouse while I am at Aim. Oh, okay. Um, and I will be hanging out with James um, and Steve and Crash from um, Cafe Racer. Cool. And uh, maybe if other listeners are going, let me know. And maybe we can do some sort of meetup kind of thing. Yeah, what the heck? Everyone can buy me dinner.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like it. Yeah. Buy
1: yeah. buy me dinner, buy
0: me drinks. Buying Chuck dinner. Buying, that's the whole reason I meet up with People listeners. buying you dinner is the only reason we didn't claim an operating loss last year. <laughs> that's the only reason I meet with listeners. <laughs> Shh. No, you're excited to meet them, Chuck. I'm excited for them to feed me.
1: <laughs> no, we, we love listeners, Chuck. I love them to feed me. Damn it, Chuck. <laughs> What? They feed me. You had one job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, eating.
0: (laughs) I'm getting something out of this podcast. I don't know about you, man. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe we can find some advertisers. Hello, I am the CEO of Wizard and I'm not saying your name. I am interested in learning more about your podcast, and I'm also looking for podcasts to help promote on my website. Right. If you do interviews, I would be interested in that as well, or if you would like to help promote our site in exchange for a promotion of your podcast, we may be able to work that out as well. Hope to hear from you soon. Keep promoting good. Won't say them because they will give away the title. Are you purposely
1: doing a little bit of an Indian accent on that one. No, never. No, okay. Because right. the guy's name is clearly clearly Troy. American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he has he has good English syntax and strange strange sentence and phrase structure. What was
1: uh, uh, I didn't go to look at the
0: website. Have you? No. No. No plan on it. Yeah. So I, so random I, people who have like game websites, I guess, want to. Have we ever mentioned games on our site? apart from, like, dumb video games? Nah. We talk occasionally about playing games.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm playing the Fallout Vaults. hmm And Destiny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You remember what video games are, right?
0: Mm-mm. No?
1: Mm-hmm. Snag. Snag. Snake. Snake. Snake! <laughs> See you remember achievement unlocked in the before time. How'd that go, by the way? Did you get all that?
0: I have not unlocked the achievement yet. No, I, but, yeah, because because with a screaming baby for three hours a night, mm-hmm. time is definitely on my side. Are you,
1: are you, would you say the progress bar is fifty percent, twenty five percent,
0: not fifty yet? No, it's that bad. Wow, don't, isn't there like a timetable? I that am is? that kind of exhausted. <laughs>
1: Aren't you like?
0: It's if, that bad. Is,
1: isn't there a timetable to to this, or is it just?
0: What, what'll happen if I don't make the timetable? Right. I suddenly won't be sterile. Maybe <laughs>
1: you, you you'll die. The screen turns red, and you have to restart. I just yeah. <laughs> you, you you load right way back at the start, you know, <laughs> way back at the beginning. Yeah. You, she'll be right you'll be on the table getting cut out oh man
0: yeah I'm like I like this I need to go save, find a save point get on that get back <laughs> no. go, get out of my bathroom <laughs> I need to go use your save no
1: room. I need to use your save room <laughs> no <laughs> get out
0: <laughs> what have you learned Todd and so when he got home Uncle Wiggly crawled into bed and read his favorite book are you okay and he fell asleep with a smile on his face because he knew that tomorrow would be another Wheel Nerds adventure. Do you make these up as you go along? As I go. Two of them, roughly, every day for the last year and a half.
1: Are they always about Uncle Wiggly? Always. Uncle, Wiggly. Uncle Wiggly's a rabbit? Yes. Huh. I've learned I got a new favorite beer. <laughs> Not your father's root beer, kids. Go yeah. get it. Man, we gotta find it. Attention, listeners, who want to meet me in Orlando for the AIM show. Take notes.
0: (laughs) Chucky likes. (laughs) All right, let's end the show. Go find some root beer. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time, I guess.
1: What? Bye. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code eight zero one nine one seven four one three six. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com.
0: If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help. write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.
1: Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Chuck, and what you did it wrong what i do hi and welcome to will nerds this is episode insert number here oh i, I got you first the fuck. hi and welcome to will nerds this is episode 142 i'm chuck oh yeah that sounded a lot better what <laughs>